0: Hello and welcome to this first episode of Moderately Maybe. This is a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Nancy. Um, Today we're going to be discussing uh, moderation management and um, I have a few goals to to meet today. Um, I want to talk about what moderation management or MM is. I also want to discuss what involvement in MM might look like for a typical participant in this program. I want to discuss as well um, what MM uh, talks about and kind of how they kind of define what a moderate drinker is, and I'd like to also kind of discuss moderation management and the philosophies of harm reduction. Um, Towards the end of this podcast, I'll discuss getting involved and how to contact us. So without further ado, let's get started Uh, from the moderation management website, which can be found at moderation.org. It is described, and this is a quote, moderation management is a behavioral change program, a national support group for people concerned about their drinking and who desire to make positive lifestyle changes. MM empowers individuals to accept personal responsibility for choosing and maintaining their own path, whether moderation or abstinence. MM promotes early self-recognition of risky drinking behavior when moderate drinking is a more easily achievable goal. MM is run by lay members who came to the organization to resolve personal issues and stayed to help others. And that's the end of the of the quote there. And I'd just like to add here, this is probably a good time to say that um, I am the the host of this podcast, but I do not have any medical qualifications. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not an addiction expert. I'm simply a person who has um, used this program myself. I continue to use this program, and I've seen the many benefits of having used this program. So if I'm quoting something from the website, I'm going to be very specific in, in what that is. And uh, when I'm just kind of giving my own personal perspective or opinions, I'm going to be very clear about that as well. Um, going a little bit further um, into the MM website, it also discusses and, discusses, and this is a quote as well MM was the first moderation based support and help entry on the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. Rethinking Drinking website under info and help links. And I think that that's um, a pretty significant point in my opinion. Um, The National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, now national, um, just to clarify, is referring to the United States. Um, I also noted that the moderation management kind of definition talked about it being a national support group um, and a and a network of people, but actually we are not just in the United States. Um, people have found MM from all over the world, um, especially utilizing the online components of the program, which we will talk about in a few moments. Um, but back to that quote about the NIAAA using um, moderation management as kind of one of the resources that they promote, I think that it's very important to, to kind of highlight this fact, because. MM is an evidence-based program, meaning evidence does support the use of this program in reducing harm and helping people regain control of their drinking. Um, Sometimes this can be surprising information. Now, for people who have reduced problem drinking behaviors themselves or have used uh, moderation management or another type of harm reduction program to kind of take back control of their drinking or substance abuse, this is not surprising. But for many people um, in different places around the world, um, certainly I know in the United States, it can be surprising because we tend to think of alcohol abuse as a one-way trip to a 12-step program or an abstinence-based program. and. What we're really starting to learn um, and what science is telling us is that that's not necessarily the case. People can recover, and I use that word um, specifically, they can recover from their um, drinking issues um, in other ways besides um, 12-step abstinence-based programs. So I I think we'll talk more about that in future episodes, but it is kind of an interesting point that I wanted to highlight as we continue on in this this podcast. Um, So I would like to discuss what involvement in MM might look like for somebody who gets involved. Um, This is an interesting point because there are lots of ways to get involved in moderation management. Um, There are face-to-face meetings in different places all over the world, um, many meetings in large metropolitan areas in the United States specifically. Um, so, those meetings can be found on the MM website, going to moderation.org and clicking the link to finding a meeting. Um, if you're lucky, there may be a face to face meeting in, in your particular area where you can go and meet people who are using the moderation program and kind of pick their brains about what has worked for them. Um, discuss their own personal involvement. A large majority of us, however, um, are involved with moderation management in an online way. Um, and I say an online way because there are different ways to get involved online. There are forums that can be found on the MM website. Specific kind of groups um, that discuss different pieces of the MM program and kind of specific um, subsets of people who may be using MM. There's also a list serve, which is, is actually how I am personally involved in MM. It's um, it's basically a group of people who email back and forth, a, a, quite a large group of people, mind you, who uh, email back and forth on different topics. Um, it's an opportunity to kind of post um things that have been successful for members, things that members are struggling with. Um, a lot of the activity on the serve recently has been um, related to people kind of posting challenges. You know, let's all abstain for the month of January, for, for example, and there's a group of people who have abstained for the month of February. Um, I just personally finished up what we call an anagram ride, which is... Um, just kind of a fun way to support abstinence. Um, My anagram ride lasted 11 days. Um, I was on this, I call it a ride, but I'm using those cheesy air quotations as I say that. Um, It's really just kind of a a goofy, silly, fun way to get a bunch of people together who are willing to say, hey, I'm going to abstain during this period. You abstain too. We know we've got each other to lean on, um, and that group was was fairly large this, this past month. We had um, we had a good number of people who were doing that um, each day. Somebody kind of took turns leading the the anagram ride, posting some support and um, inspirational messages. So it's it's really kind of a nice community um, atmosphere, and this is all done um, online through email. Um, that's, that's my involvement in the list serve. I personally, although this is not a, a part of MM's program specifically, I've personally found myself some buddies, people that I can email, um, personally, you know, off of the list. Cause there are hundreds of, of people. There may even be more than hundreds, uh, to be perfectly honest. I'm not quite sure how many there are on the list serve. Um, there may, there may be times where speaking a little bit more candidly, is appropriate with just one or two other folks rather than a whole list of people and in that situation finding um, finding a person on that listserv who would be willing to communicate um, more personally is, is, a, is a great idea I personally have used that and really have enjoyed that aspect of the program for myself um, another another tool that some um, MM members like to use is what is called an ABSTAR row, and that is ABSTAR, ABSTAR. Um, and ABS, ABS, is kind of the little acronym we tend to use in online writings regarding days when we choose to abstain from alcohol. ABSTAR is an online tool that allows us to track our drinking. So, one of the first things members of an MM learn coming in is that counting drinks is is a very, very effective tool to help overall kind of understanding of what our drinking patterns are and then moving into uh, a kind of a more healthy level of drinking. Um, Abstart is, is great because you can set up a row and that can be a personal row where you and you alone can go and kind of monitor what's going on on a regular basis or you could choose to make that row public to all of the other folks who have abstract rows. It's, um, it's a great little tool. I personally have a row. I've made my, I have made my row public because I like that external accountability. That's something that really works very well for me. Um, and I, I really, I really enjoy seeing my progress. I enjoy looking at opportunities, um, days where maybe I've, had too much, and seeing how that that affects um, the the following day um, or even the following few days, um, it helps to inform my choices later. And I think that that's a, a very powerful thing to have in our in our set of resources. Um, I'd also like to discuss here the nine steps of moderation management. And please understand that. These nine steps are suggested. There's no um, nobody signs a card declaring their membership in MM. There are no fees associated with participating in the group. Um, you know, this sounds oddly familiar with another another type of uh, recovery group I know. But you know, if you say you're a member of MM, then you're a member of MM. Um, you can do these nine nine steps if you so choose um they don't necessarily have to be done in order um but i'm going to take a moment now just to kind of read through these nine steps one says attend meetings or online groups and learn about the program of moderation management two abstain from alcoholic beverages for 30 days and complete steps 3 through 6 during this time three examine how drinking has affected your life four Write down your life priorities. Five, take a look at how much, how often and under what circumstances you had been drinking. Six, learn the MM guidelines and limits for moderate drinking. Seven, set moderate drinking limits and start weekly small steps toward balance and moderation in other areas of your life. Eight, review your progress and update your goals nine, continue to make positive lifestyle changes and attend meetings whenever you need ongoing support or would like to help newcomers. And that's it. So it's a fairly uh, succinct set of steps that can be taken on a timeline that that works for you. There's no uh, set rule. Now, the one thing I do kind of want to discuss here is the idea of Doing a 30. Doing a 30 is kind of the lingo you might hear in MM. Doing a 30 means taking those 30 days um, talked about in step two and abstaining from alcohol for those 30 days. Um, Generally speaking, and and I'm going to discuss my own personal points here as well as some of the things that I've heard on the list serve. This isn't necessarily the viewpoint of MM, and I want to make that clear. But it is my understanding that people generally... Take those 30 days of abstinence and look at it as an opportunity to, to reset some habits. Um, and then obviously, as it talks about in the steps, doing taking some action, doing some things that can really help to um, form more positive habits when or if drinking is resumed after that 30-day period. So examine how drinking has affected your life. Write down your priorities. Take a look at how much, how often, and under what circumstances you'd been drinking, and learn the MM guidelines and limits for moderate drinking. So it's it's really quite simple, as you as you can hear. Those steps aren't really asking you to. Um, it's not asking you to write down, you know, all of the faults and things that you've done in your life that have been terrible. It's not asking you to kind of reveal in a confessional type way um, those, those things that you've done in your past, nor is it asking you to go and kind of make apologies to folks. Um, it's really quite a, a reflective process in those 30 days. I, I just want to point out here that although step two talks about abstaining for 30 days, um, and, and completing some of the other subsequent steps at that point, people do this when they're ready to do this. Nowhere um, does anybody kind of push an agenda and say it needs to be done by this certain time period. Um, I've I've heard of people and have kind of had communication with folks who have been involved with MM for you know a, a year or even more, and some of those folks have never done a 30 day um, abstinence period. Others of those folks have done 30 day ab- abstinence period several times because. It has been rejuvenating for them or helpful for them in in other ways. I'm not saying that I advocate for folks not doing a 30-day abstinent period, but I am just highlighting the fact that nobody gets kicked out for not following that particular step. This is very much a program of And again, this is going to sound similar to some other programs out there, but MM really is a take what you want and leave the rest style program. There's no pressure to to do what these steps are are suggesting. Um, In fact, on the listserv where I'm mostly involved, the steps aren't discussed all that frequently. Um, Other things regarding you know what happens during the process of, of taking those steps, like reflective, um, kind of processes, learning about why people have have been drinking heavily or abusing alcohol. These are things that we tend to hear more about in the forums, and and for me personally, um, that's excuse me, I said the forums and the listserv. For me personally, that's something that I find very helpful because I I want to know um, what people have done that have gotten them in trouble and also the things that they've done to help get themselves out of that trouble. Because that, that's really the, for me, the meat of the program, figuring out for myself how I'm, how I'm going to take control, how I'm going to, how I'm going to fix this, um, how I'm going to continue to look for progress, um, and, and do better, um, each time. So those nine steps really, um, you know, I, I like that they're there because, it, for me, I like structure. I personally thrive on it. <laughs> um, it's it's maybe not how everyone views things, but for those people who like structure and and like routine and discipline and and, and that kind of thing, those steps are there uh, for for them to to see. It's clearly there in black and white. Um, for others who maybe take a, a more laid back or looser approach to life in general, um, it's great to know that you don't have to do those steps. You don't have to do them in that order. Um, but they are there. And for me, it's something that's important, which is why I'm highlighting it here in this particular episode. Okay. Moving along. What is a moderate drinker? So one of the steps there, step six, talked about learning the MM guidelines and limits for moderate drinking. So. We might as well talk now about what a moderate drinker is. Once again, I'm going to quote from the MM website. And it says When you have made this healthy decision to drink less and you stay within moderate limits, you should not experience any health, personal, family, social, job related, financial, or legal problems due to alcohol. The suggested guidelines below allow for a degree of individ- individual interpretation because moderation is a flexible principle and is not the same for everyone. The suggested limits, however, are more definite. So now there are some bullet points here um, to consider. A moderate drinker considers an occasional drink to be a small, though enjoyable part of life. A moderate drinker has hobbies, interests, and other ways to relax and enjoy life that do not involve alcohol. A moderate drinker usually has friends who are moderate drinkers or non-drinkers. A moderate drinker generally has something to eat before, during, or soon after drinking. A moderate drinker usually does not drink for longer than an hour or two on any particular occasion. A moderate drinker usually does not drink faster than one drink per half hour. A moderate drinker usually does not exceed the 0.055% BAC moderate drinking limit. A moderate drinker feels comfortable with his or her use of alcohol, never drinks secretly, and does not spend a lot of time thinking about drinking or planning to drink. And that's the end of kind of that reading there. Um, you can see that, or you could hear that what I just read um, is is kind of the flexible piece of of what a moderate drinker is you know generally and usually were some of the words that i was I was reading quite frequently there on that list um, but as as you were listening um, you could hear that that's a goal that's kind of a figure to to look towards in the future um, there may be pieces of this that that ring true you know if if you happen to be concerned about your drinking or thinking that moderation management might be a place for you to find some support or some help with your your problem drinking behaviors, there may be a few of these bullets that you already think you know you can relate to or you, you've, you've been there or you're, you're there now. Um, the one for me that really hits home is the very first bullet point, which says a moderate drinker considers an occasional drink to be a small though enjoyable part of life. And the reason this is so important to me is because I, that, that's really what my goal is here. You know, I don't want drinking, um, to, to dominate my life in in any way. I don't want the behavior of drinking to dominate my life or the, the thoughts of drinking to dominate my life. If it's a small and enjoyable part of life, that's great. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I don't think that I've got this program completely down at this point in time. But one of the things that I think is, is kind of huge for me is that right now, when I look at this list, I can look at these bullets and think most of these do apply to me now. This was not true when I first came to MM. I, I definitely, I definitely had a lot of these things that I I, I looked at and and set as kind of goals for myself. Um, But right now I'm definitely following the MM guidelines uh, by the book and really not struggling too much to do that. Um, You know, just as as with any person, um, I have life issues that kind of come my way and certainly a a drink or a glass of wine or something like that sounds like a great idea when I'm looking for a little bit of comfort or relief. But, um, I'm really quite happy to say that these days I tend not to go there and, and that's huge, huge progress for, for me. Um, since we're talking about what a moderate drinker is, the first part of that kind of paragraph discussed that there being some flexible kind of general pieces, there are some specific things that we need to talk about regarding, um, moderation and what a, what a moderate drinker actually does, how they behave with alcohol. And if you excuse me just one moment, I'm kind of looking this up online as, uh, as I'm speaking. Um, for, for me, I know what the moderate guidelines are, um, for a female. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to state what they are while I'm looking for what they are for, for men. Uh, but for a female, what, what you're basically looking to, to do to be within the moderate drinking guidelines, a female should drink no more than three standard drinks on any occasion or, or any day. Um, a female should have no more than nine standard drinks in a week. And a female should abstain for at least three days of any given week. And um, and that's by the book kind of moderate drinking guidelines. Um, it's important to know what a standard drink is. So uh, some of us who have maybe kind of <laughs> invested our our monies into getting the biggest wine glass we could possibly find and, you know, saying we're only having one drink when a, a whole bottle of wine can fit into that glass. We're, we're basically fooling ourselves. So what we need to do is we need to measure. We need to know what those those limits are. Um, there is that information available on the MM website. Um, and we need to be kind of tracking our drinking and making sure that we're staying within those limits, Again, because I'm not perfect, I am a human I have gone over the buy the book limits um, it, that's absolutely something that um, that happened a few weeks back I, I thought it was doing really well and I realized I actually went over the limits um, in a week by one by one drink so instead of having nine drinks in a week I had I had had 10 even though in other ways I hadn't gone over the buy the book limits you know I, I only had three or fewer standard drinks uh, per occasion. I abstained three days that that particular week. Um, And, you know, that might not sound like a big deal. And in the scheme of things, it truly is not to have 10 drinks versus nine because those moderate drinking guidelines come from a place of what is healthy, you know, and and we're looking at averages and things of that nature. Um, So it it really doesn't, it's not a huge deal have to have gone over the buy the book limits by one drink. But what was important for me was that I recognized that I wasn't necessarily meeting the goal that I wanted to meet because if drinking is a small, but enjoyable part of life for me, then that means that for me, I hit those limits. Um, let me, let me rephrase that for me. That means that those limits are upper limits. Um, I don't have to meet them every week. I don't, I certainly don't want to exceed them. Um, but, but I say this and I say this as a person who came to MM drinking far, far, far more than nine or 10 standard drinks in a week. Um, and this is, this is huge progress. You know, it's huge progress for me. Um, it, it may look like huge progress for you as well. Um, if you were t- to get to that point. And so, um, I think it's really just important to, um, to kind of remember what those guidelines are. I did tell you I was going to find the, the guidelines for men. And I'd like to do that. So if you bear with me just one moment, um, can't seem to find it. I'm gonna do this off the top of my head. And, um, for those MM folks who may be listening and might need to correct me, um, please do. I believe that the, the limit is, Four drinks for men on any occasion or day, um, and we're looking at fourteen drinks in a week versus the nine for women. But again, it would still be abstaining for at least three days per week. So, um, hope I got that right. <laughs> um, as we wrap up this episode, I just want to kind of highlight the the whole. Kind of relationship between moderation management and harm reduction. Um, For those of you who are familiar with the concept of harm reduction, it really is exactly what it says. You know, how can we reduce harm associated with this particular problem behavior? Um, My opinion, MM is a harm reduction method. But moderation management is taking it just maybe one little step further and saying, Here's an opportunity for each of us to learn how to drink within healthy limits. So those, so those nine drinks a week or 14 or three or four on any one occasion, that's about what we believe, what we, what we know, what science tells us is uh, within the healthy range. So MM is not asking anyone to Permanently abstain from alcohol is the only method of recovering from an alcohol problem. But it is saying, here's your opportunity to learn what these safe and healthy limits are. Um, So, you know, you may be intrigued by what you've heard here today. And if you are, you may wish to get involved. Uh, The first step you might want to take is to go to the moderation website, which is moderation.org. And become familiar with some of the pieces of the website, many of which I've highlighted here today. You can join the listserv, get involved in the forums. You can contact me directly at my email address, which is modnancy34 at gmail.com. And that's it for today's episode of moderately maybe. I hope that you will come back and join us next time for more discussion of moderation management and keep tuning in. Thank you.